We love Tony. <laughs> Tony keeps us on the right path here. Thank you, Tony. I did not have a, my microphone turned on. Uh, we are in, what is it, chapter 14 of Brace for Impact uh, Logistics. Uh, it's called The Combatants. There are four basic people involved in this battle, this uh, contest uh, between uh, uh, truth and deceit and uh, reality and deconstruction. Uh, and this goes throughout history. This is not just talking about our culture. This is historical. It's, it's always this way. And, and, and the combatants are people. It's, it's us. We're involved in this, uh, the battle uh, that is going to affect what you're thinking. We just spent some time going through the fa false ideologies. And if you get into one of those false ideologies, it doesn't match reality. And you just are basically deconstructing your life and everybody around you. And there's different levels of being. There's not just, I mean, it'd be easy to say, and this is pretty simple. This is pretty simple. It'd be easy to say there's good people and bad people. And that's, that's a fair statement. But then, as we've talked before, and this is not in the chapter here, I mean, I would consider myself a good person. But then, as we've talked, and I, I think we ended last week, or some of the, one of the classes last week, it's that the older I get, the more I reflect on life, the more I realize how many bad ideas I've had, how many things I've tried that it's like, I wish I knew more. And, and to think that I've been a, a teacher, either in school or a parent of children or a Bible teacher for 40 years, I j it's like, oh my gosh, I am... I'm still just getting to the place where I realize that I don't know what I'm talking about, but I've been talking for 60 years. Uh, so again, we all fall into this at some level. And you know, if you say you're a good person, you, all, you can look over your shoulder and realize, uh, no, you're not. There are things in your life that are bad. But, uh, so that's a, that's a simplification. And this is a, a simplification of breaking down categories of people in this contest. Uh, there's simple, there's the fool, there's the mocker, and then there's the wise. And they each have a characteristic, and generally a person would fit into one of those. Now you can switch categories, hopefully, and I think, as we, I'll say this a couple times, as I go through and I describe the simpleton, some of the characteristics I see, it's like, boy, that sounds just like me. I mean, I sound like this guy sometimes. Or I describe the fool, which is a very negative person. I mean, that's, that's a bad type of person to be. When, you, when we read through the characteristics, I recognize myself here at different times. I do not consider myself a fool, but yet at the same time, I have been the fool, and I will be the fool. Or the mocker. The mocker is different than the fool and the simpleton, uh, and we'll talk about that. And I definitely know that I've been the mocker. Sometimes you think you're like bold and you're the leader, but actually you're, you're on the, side of, the wrong side of history and you're the mocker or the scorner. And the very fact that I'm teaching Bible tonight, we all hope there are at least moments where I am the wise and I have at least, at least stating intelligent, wise wisdom. And all of these things are things you can say, but there are things that you do in your life. And I think I've been wise uh, in my life, but the goal is to move out of these categories and into here. And if we go through the Bible, I think, especially going through Hebrews chapter 11, the heroes of faith, we go through, we would expect to see everybody in Hebrews chapter 11 to be right here, the wise and faithful, 
but we see them down in these categories right here, always having in the end faith, but, but failing. So again, we're going to identify these people right here, uh, and it's going to be negative. We're going to be negative on the simpleton, the fool, and the mocker. But I say at the very beginning, I find myself in here, so do not think I'm up here saying I'm the wise and all these other people are here. Ah, the problem would be if you are simple and you think you're wise and you stay right there, or you're the fool and you think you're wise and you stay right there, or you're the mocker, uh, and obviously the mocker is going to think they're the wise man. Uh, but this is going to be, again, the battle between, we'll just say, reality or truth, uh, deconstruction of reality or deception. You're a player in, in this game, this contest on one side or the other. And again, we'll vacillate back and forth, but the word of God, which we could call truth, reality, the way the world really functions, is going to help identify this, and this is the thing we're going to want to have flowing in our soul so we can now explain and help and make decisions. If you're over here and you're going to be simple, you're going to be a fool, you're going to be a mocker, you're going to find yourself on this side of history deconstructing reality and leading people out of truth into deception. So here we go. Uh, the definitions for these four groups of people uh, I've got them listed, of course, on page 139. Uh, we'll start with the wise person first. And at, at first, I'm going to just give you a, a just some, these are all out of Proverbs, uh, just, some, just some verses. And, and basically, it, it's fairly simple. You just go through Proverbs, take all the verses that mention the wise, and just put that in a category and draw up a characteristic from that. And then all mention that the simpleton, and do not, and again, the simpleton, the fool, and the mocker are not, the same there are three different groups of people we may say they're bad but they're all three different character traits i'll say this too as i enter into this as a teacher in a, a school in a classroom even as a parent even working with people even working with adults uh you can put like children that are disruptive in your class as the simple the foolish or the mocker and you're going to see very clearly here, if I, could, if I could share something with teachers, this is the thing I would share. You don't deal with the fool, the simpleton, and the mocker the same way. You have to, be, you have to know the characteristic traits, and you're not going to nail it right every time, but with a little bit of experience and a little bit of time with a student, and they're causing trouble, you realize this kid's a simpleton. They just don't know. And we're, I'll show you that here in the, in the Bible. They just don't know. They're simple. They're doing things wrong because no one's told them. You teach the simpleton. You just come here. And you, you explain. You teach them. And once they have the knowledge, they begin moving into that category of the wise. Now, when we say wise, we're not talking about that wise man on the mountain that you all go up and ask questions of. We're talking about moving into that category of progressing in wisdom you're no longer the the simpleton you're over here beginning to use your wisdom in a de developmental way again you're you're you can be a wise person but still have many things to learn uh, obviously you can imagine the wisest person in the world when they encounter god's wisdom uh they're they're stunned uh the fool is going to be different than the simpleton because the fool knows the fool knows you can't 
You can't teach the fool anything the fool doesn't already know. In fact, the fool can teach you what the rules are, what the expectations are, and how to do it. What the fool is missing is self-discipline. The fool is missing the capacity to make them do the right thing when they don't have the motivation to do the right thing. So in that case, you're wasting your time. Let's sit down and let me explain the rules to you again. The fool is looking at you like, I can tell you the rules. I, I, I know what's right. But you can see in their eyes, you can hear in their answer, you can see in their continuous failure, they can't do it. And basically, they're saying, I need help. And instead of wasting your time teaching them, you say, okay, hey, I'm here for you. I will stink and make you do it. And it's like, that can come, oh, you're, you're being bossy, you're being aggressive. It's like, no, I'm being the backbone for this individual who is weak and can't do it, and I will just be the disciplinarian that will make them do what they know and I know is the right thing and they want to do it. I'll make them do it. And you will then discipline the fool and they will do it. And now they've moved into that. They know they just can't do the wise thing. They just won't make. Now they will come over here and they'll do it. And as they get, it's like a train getting started. They'll find success. They'll find productivity. They'll find acceptance. And the fool now will have you, especially at a young age, being their coach. I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, that's how many, how many times I remember in, in athletics is, if it's you're, you're tired, you don't want to go to practice, and the coach schedules the practice, the coach you know, speaks to you in some form or provides some level of motivation that you're going to get out there and do it. And you want to perform. You want to perform at this excellent level, but you just know it's going to be hard, and I'm not going to do it. Well, the coach doesn't give you a choice. And at the end of the game, you're the stud, you're the hero, you're the one that performed. You're glad the coach was there because I, I wanted to get here. I just couldn't get there myself. The simpleton needs knowledge. The fool needs discipline or someone to put a box of fence around him. The mocker, they don't want help. They want to deconstruct. They, they, they don't need any knowledge. If you try to help them, they will mock you. They will scorn you. The, 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 when you get now listen this is the place when you have a person if it's in a classroom if it's in a family if it is in a church and they if they're a simpleton or a fool there's a way you can teach the simpleton you can help discipline the fool come along and help coach them but the mocker you you're going to just be wasting your time and they're going to destroy everything around them they're leaders and they're going to start leading the simpleton and the fool because the simpleton doesn't have knowledge, so they'll follow the mocker. The fool needs someone to follow and discipline them. The mocker will motivate them and manipulate them into doing what they want. And you're going to lose control of the classroom, the control of the family, the control of the church, because the mocker is there, the scorner. What you do with the mocker, the Bible tells you, remove them. Paul, Paul had mockers that he could say, hand them over to Satan, have, that, isolate from them, have nothing to do with them. Mark those among you who cause division. What does it mean, mark them? Mark them and put a spot on them, a dot on them, and say, no. I mean, Paul, did, Paul who wrote the epistles, who the church, the church is founded on that, just accept everyone. Paul said, no, 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 you don't accept everybody. You mark those who cause division. Basically, you mark those who are causing, the, are the mockers and the scorners. They're misleading the simpleton. They're misleading the fools. And you're losing control. Now, if it's in a church, if it's in a family, if it's in a classroom, 
you treat the mocker like they're a simpleton, you're the fool. You, you as the, the educator are the fool in the classroom if you're treating a mocker like a simpleton. Well, I just want to explain to them, you're a fool. Get some knowledge. Or you're a simpleton. Get some knowledge. You can't train a mocker. You have to isolate a mocker. You have to break a mocker. It's like, well, well I don't, that's, that's, here we go. That's where this is heading. And here is some verse. Here you go. Uh, the, the wise are referred to at least 70 times in the book of Proverbs. They are described in Proverbs as increasing in learning when they hear teaching. So notice right here, the wise are not sitting on a mountain giving out information. The wise are described as in Proverbs 1, 5 and 9, 9 as increasing their learning when they hear teaching. In other words, the wise are looking for teaching. Fearing the Lord instead of being wise in your own eyes. They, they have their own ideas, but they realize there is a higher level that I need to fear this. What is, what is I know what I think, but what, what is the truth? What is, I have an opinion. I, I know what I believe, but what I believe may not be the truth. What is the truth? They, they fear the Lord. Uh, love those who reprove them. Now, this is hard to do, but we've, you know, who wants to be reproved? Who wants to be told what's wrong? But one of the things the wise person has to do is get over the fact that you're doing something wrong and someone's going to say, no, here, let me show you how to do it. Now, again, you don't want anybody snappy and being, you know, mouthy and aggressive with you or something like that. But at the same time, at some point, to become a wise person, someone's going to come up beside you and say, uh, that's not how you should bag the groceries. That's not how you should stop at a stoplight. That's not how you should spend your money. Stop telling me what to do. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, now you're right. Now you're back into being a mocker, a fool, or a simpleton. You're going to have to have some point. You're going to be doing something in your life, and someone's going to say, ah, I've got a better way of doing it. Well, they're going to love those who reprove them. Now, again, that doesn't mean uh, they love those who get mouthy with them and sassy with them. That, that's, that, maybe it comes, maybe, even if a person's mouthy or sassy, if they've got something important to say and instructive, it's like, hmm, try to look past the mouthy and the sassy. Again, I'm not, I'm not like preaching to you, this is what I do. I know that's what I should do. You, once a person gets mouthy with me, I pretty much dismiss them, uh, which is not a strong character trait of a wise person. That's more along the line of a fool, I would say. Uh, they receive commands willingly. Uh, they listen to advice. Here it is. They ignore insults. They speak words that bring healing and are not rash. They turn away from evil. They spread knowledge. They appease the anger of the king's wrath. They may get into a situation where they're under an authority. They're under a king, and the king is angry. They figure out some way of appeasing that and redirecting that wrath. They can, in a sense, control the room. Not because they're the boss, because the king's the boss. But because of the situation they're in, they learn. Well, think of Daniel. Think of Daniel and all he was with Cyrus or Darius or Nebuchadnezzar or the kings between you know, Nebuchadnezzar and Cyrus. Uh, Daniel was not the king, but he could redirect the room with wisdom. Uh, they have discernment. They speak sweetness and persuasiveness. Uh, again, learning how to, and this is something I constantly have to work on, is not just having the right thing to say, but saying the right thing in the right way. Uh, thank God for a wife to help me over the last 40 years. She's still got a lot of work to do. 
uh, speaking judiciously and persuasively. They seek knowledge. They, they being a, a f- they're, they're full of strength and enhance their might, uh, turn away wrath, and they quietly hold back their emotions. Uh, and again, again, emotions are important, but emotions are not necessarily the key to wisdom. Additionally, they are, their teaching is a fountain of life for others. They walk with the wise and they become wise. Uh, they are cautious. Their tongue commends knowledge. They will inherit honor while fools will get disgrace. And then at 29.9 in Proverbs says, If a wise man has an argument with a fool, the fool only rages and laughs and there is no quiet. So right there, the difference between a wise man and a fool is the, the best thing for some, if you're in a... Now again, at the, by the time we get through this, if I hurry, we're going to take these four character traits, apply them to believers in society today. And I mean, that's, that's kind of how this is useful. And here, this is kind of an answer. If you think you are a wise man and you find yourself in an argument about cultural issues with the fool, the fool will only rage and laugh and there is no quiet. Meaning, there's a place in our culture to be evangelistic there's a place to to share insight to present reality to but there's also a place to go okay why don't you just do what you're going to do and i'll just stand here and watch because nothing else is going to work and so uh meaning there's no quiet if you want quiet just get out of the argument because you're not going to win it uh here a fool is described this way and again a fool is someone who uh knows but they can't control themselves. They don't have the moral compass. Uh, they don't have the discipline. They don't need knowledge. They don't need someone to come and hear me. Here's how you do this. Because a fool is, a babbling fool will come to ruin. His mouth brings ruin near. He utters slander. Notice talking, talking, talking. To a fool, doing wrong is a joke. Now again, that doesn't mean joking is foolish. There's a place to be funny and have jokes and, and interact socially at that level, an acceptable level. But this is where they're doing something wrong and they, they can't discern something that is socially humorous and entertaining and something that is just flagrantly wrong. Now again, uh, you can probably judge some comedians on that. There's a place where you can be comical, hilarious, entertaining, ridiculous. Uh, I never saw it from that way. That's part, that's part of comedy. But there's also a place you cross a line and you're just plain wrong. And that's, that's, that's not a joke. That, that's wrong. But a fool will go there. His way is right in his own eyes, but takes no advice. Uh, that's, that's, again, scary. In my own eyes, this is what is right. Yeah, but here's some things that point out. I don't want to hear anything about truth or reality. Here's what I think is right. His, and again, they know, they just can't control themselves. His frustration is known at once. He flaunts his folly, meaning he makes a mistake, and then doesn't, isn't ashamed of it, just keeps going with it. Uh, the companion of fools suffers harm, meaning if you're going to run with fools, you're going to get hurt. Um, the mouth of the fool brings a rod for his back, meaning at some point they're going to run into some authority that is not going to take time to talk to them or teach them or laugh at them 
or even put up with them. They're just going to give them the discipline they need. And that's where it says, the mouth of the fool brings a rod for his back. Now, you can think physical punishment, or you can think some other. I mean, it just means someone's going to intervene in their direction and put a stop to it. He has no words of knowledge to share. Although he's talking, you're not learning anything. He is reckless and careless. The folly of fools brings folly. These are all, there's references to all these here in the, the, from Proverbs. <coughs> his mouth pours out folly. He despises his father's instruction. See, a wise person, even though they still didn't know everything, they would honor their father's instruction. Uh, the fool sets his goals on distant and unattainable fantasies instead of attainable knowledge. Now, this is something interesting right here. This, I, mean, I would say about half of these, something sparks in my mind of an example of me doing the very thing I'm saying. Okay? And here's one. Uh, he has his goals on distance and untainable fantasies instead of attaining knowledge. Uh, I, and, there's, and, and Tony, she's lived with me, she knows. It's like it's easy to project out there that I, I, I'm going to do this thing. But it's like, okay, yeah, but you've got this thing right here that you need to take care of. Yeah, but I'm going here, and you're living in this fantasy world. But as a fool, it's like there's no, it's almost like deconstructing reality. It's like, yeah, but it's a lofty goal. It's not real. What's real is the bills. What's real is supper. What is real is it's Monday morning. Yeah, but I've got, it's like a fool will live out here, but not take care of here because it's easier to live there. Now, they may be able to tell you the same thing. I'd better take care of this, but it's like, it's hard to go to work on Monday. It's hard to take care of responsibilities, but it's easier to project someday I'm going to do, you know, and that's, that's, a, that's a fool. They, they have, they could tell you they shouldn't, but they can't control themselves and take care of today. Again, now that's not saying you shouldn't have dreams and goals. That's saying there's a place and a priority of dreams and goals. And if you're starting to, uh, uh, to destroy your life because of them, you've gone too far. His only wisdom lies in keeping silent. Remember Abraham Lincoln said something like that. How, how's Abraham Lincoln saying go? It's far better to uh, remain silent and have people think you're a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> and believe me, believe me, that is the easiest thing to practice. And when you're, it's like, I'll just stand here. Peter, does that guy know what he's doing? I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he's, maybe he's invented it. I don't know. And then all of a sudden you say something, it's like, oh, no, don't worry about him. So, so Yeah. Just look intimidating. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Just dress the part and keep your mouth shut. He finds pleasure in expressing his own opinion. Uh, yeah, so do I. Uh, but, you know, instead of speaking truth, they're looking to, I want, here's what I think. He will be constantly quarreling because he's constantly talking. He devours his treasure. In other words, instead of saving his treasure, his daily lifestyle destroys his treasure or devours it. He despises the good sense of the wise, meaning he can't fathom the wisdom. It, doesn't, it takes too much discipline to maintain it. We'll just reject it. He will repeat his folly and mistakes. This is concerning. Uh, is they'll make a mistake. They won't learn from it. They'll do it again. In fact, the one of the Proverbs says is if you rescue a fool from his folly, you'll have to rescue them again. And as a father with sons, 
There's been times I've, I've, I, you step in to rescue them. If they're in first grade, if they're in high school, if they're in college, if they're an adult, and you, they have a problem and you step in and deliver them from it, if they are a fool, if, uh, it says that if you deliver a fool from their folly, you're going to have to do it again. Because they're not going to learn from their folly. They're just going to, if you're going to deliver them, you're going to have to also provide discipline for them to correct them and put them some kind of a, a fence to guide them. Because if you deliver them, say, okay, now don't do that again, they're going to do it again. They, because they, didn't, they don't have, it's not like they didn't know. Well, have we learned something here? I knew it before I did it. I didn't know I didn't learn anything because I knew it before and I did it. So what's going to happen next? I'm going to do it again. And if you're going to rescue me this time, you're going to rescue me here and you'll just keep, it's a lifetime pattern. So again, instead of rescuing them, at some point you're going to say, well, you're going to have to uh, burn. You're going to have to eat it. You're going to have to just take it or something to that effect. That's talking about the fool. Um, uh, okay, uh, he repeat his folly. He trusts his own mind, but not his not but not wisdom. And this is what I think, but the, but wisdom says the other. He rages, laughs, and is not quiet while an argument when in an argument with the wise. He gives full vent to his emotions. Okay, that's the fool being described in the book of Proverbs, and so you kind of see how that kind of draws a circle around these character traits. The simpleton is identified as having these characteristics in the book of Proverbs. Now, again, this is different than the fool. If we can say this, uh, the fool needs uh, discipline. We'll say he needs a coach, okay? The, he needs a coach. And when I'm thinking of a coach, not like that's teaching coach, but a coach that's making you go to practice. Uh, the simple really needs the teacher. And this is what the teacher wants to do the, the, the teacher like me or in a classroom the teacher always wants to go right here i'm a teacher i will teach you yeah but if they're a fool they already know if they're a mocker they don't want to be taught you can't you can't teach a mocker you can't teach a fool you can only teach a simpleton and a simpleton doesn't always mean they're just they're, they're you know they're they can't learn it means they don't know like if you're in a math class and you have this level of math you don't know you're a simpleton in this level of math. It doesn't mean you're ignorant and you can't learn. It just means, I don't know this. As a teacher, you want to put everybody in this category. I'll teach. But you can't teach a fool, and you can't teach a mocker. But anyway, a simpleton. The simple are killed and destroyed for turning away from wisdom, truth, and reality. That's Psalm, or Proverbs 132. Uh, the simpleton, he lacks sense. The simpleton... He believes everything. Now, again, there's going to be people in your culture that you'll say, but, 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 they've already believed without, they just, they're, they're looking for information, and they'll just take it. And it's like, well, that, that's not factual. That's not good information. That's not, oh, but I, I've got information now. I, I've learned something. Uh, the simpleton uh, inherits folly. The simple will learn Watch this, Proverbs 19.25 and Proverbs 21.11. The simple will learn and become wise when the scoffer and mocker is struck. There's another class coming here. It's the mockers, and they're going to have to be removed. They're going to have to be somehow disciplined, punished. When the simple, 
who in many cases are following the mockers. And this is what you see in our culture today. There are mockers out there in institutions, in, in families. And the simpleton who are lacking knowledge will see this mocker. They can't distinguish if that mocker is a scorner or is the wise man. They, they look the same to a simpleton. They've got an opinion. They're going somewhere. They're giving me information. Well, a mocker is going to give you bad information, and you're not going to be able to tell the difference. And so that's why it's important for the mocker, especially in the classroom, to be removed. Otherwise, the simpleton is going to start following the mocker. Because look what the mocker's doing. It's like he's got insight. He's in control. He's, he's the wise man in the simpleton's eyes. So the mocker has to be scorched. And when the mocker scorched, the symbol goes, whoa, and finds a new leader, which hopefully would be, in that case, the classroom teacher. Um, the symbol will learn and become wise when the scoffer and mocker is struck. So when the scoffer is gone, now someone else can step in and start being the teacher for the simpleton. The symbol does not see danger and so continues on into suffering. Psalm 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. See right there? This simpleton is not stuck here. This is not their lot in life. This is their present state. But it says the law of the Lord, uh, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. That, that's been my goal for 40 years, is I see myself as the fool or the simpleton, knowing that the more I spend in the Word of God and understanding it, I'm moving out of this simple state into wisdom. By no means am I the man on the mountaintop with all the answers. Um, Psalm 119, maybe Solomon was since he wrote all this. Psalm 119, 130 says, or promises, The unfolding of your words, talking to the Lord, gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. So as a Bible teacher, my target audience uh, as a Bible teacher, is this right here? The simple. Is those that have been in church their whole life and no one's taken time to teach them. There's been mockers in the pulpit or scorners leading groups, uh, fools who know but they can't have enough discipline and the simple are just following those. My goal as a Bible teacher is to just give them the Word of God. Just don't. There's, there's nothing here except information and make the simple wise and they can go out. That, that, that's my target. The fool, uh, I, I don't have much time for a fool in Bible class. I mean, what do you do with a fool in Bible class? I mean, argue with them. You know, they won't come back. The mocker, uh, if, you know, there's been a few people come through and uh, I just don't make room for them. The wise man comes. It'd be nice if we had some wise men here to kind of ask, ask questions when I get done spouting off. It's like, so I guess, I, here's what, if I were to say, my, my, my target audience is the simple who are looking for information and the wise who are trying to gain more information. But many times these wise are going to be, end up saying, you know, raising their hand, asking a question at the end of class that just like eliminated everything. I said, I, I, that's a good question. Never thought, never knew that. Okay, let me just forget that. And I've had that happen before where you, you expound elegantly, then someone asks a question, it's like, yeah, forget everything I just said. So that's my target audience there, so as a teacher. Okay, we are on 
where am I at? Page 140. Is that right? No, 142. 140, there it is, 142. Okay, mockers. Oh, yeah, here we go. Mocker. Also known as the scoffer, depending on your translation. It's identified by Solomon in these ways. He abuses and hates those who correct him. That's number one. The first thing, the, the, the mocker, the scorner, those who love him, those who try to help him, he hates. That, that's, first of all, so you've got a teacher, you've got someone who's trying to help, they love, they teach, the mocker, the mocker hates them. He doesn't want any of that. And it's like, I don't know what's wrong, I don't know what's wrong. It's a mocker. If this was a simpleton, he'd be bringing you cookies and apples and gifts every day. His mom would be emailing you, thank you for teaching. But if it's a mocker, they, they don't understand any of this. And if you treat them like a fool, try to provide discipline. I mean, try to provide discipline for a mocker or guidance. Try to coach a mocker. You know, put some kind of fences around them. They're going to they're gonna hate it. You try and teach them. They already know everything. So, uh, first of all, a mocker... They're going to, any, any kind of an effort you put to them, they're going to hate it. Again, if they're, again, it doesn't mean a, a person, if they're a mocker at this moment of the day, it doesn't mean they can't vacillate into being a fool or simpleton. I mean, even myself, I, I can get caught off guard and be in a state of being a mocker or a scorner. And, and Tony could probably give you 12 examples right now. And she's there saying, Galen, it's like, what? She goes, you know, you're, you're, you're crazy starting the show. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you can vacillate in and out of these categories. And it's not, for me, it's nice to know these. And if you hear me, I, a lot of times I feel like I'm talking to myself, kind of reminding myself of when I'm doing these things, I'm, 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 I'm acting like a fool. If I'm doing these things, I'm acting like a similar. If I'm doing these things, I'm a mocker. And so again, we can have some self-reflection on this too. Uh, he does not listen to rebuke. The mocker, he seeks wisdom in vain. He does not like to be reproved. How many of you like to be reproved? It's like, ah, look, we're all mockers. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, a, that's just the human nature. But it's like, at the same time, you can, as, a, as a, a, someone that's great, a wise man may not like being reproved, but they know I need, I need someone in my life correcting me. Um, the mocker, Chapter 15, verse 12 of Proverbs, the mocker will never be wise. Well, someday. No, it's impossible. It's like getting to the east by going west. Now, again, if you're on the earth, you're going in a circle, you'll get there, I guess. But it's, it's, you're going polar to opposite directions. You can't do it. Striking the scoffer will teach the simple man. The best thing you can do is punish the mocker, and the simple will be like, oh, they're not so wise. I had that happen in my house. I could tell you a story. I had a son who had gone, again, I have sons that are wise. I have sons that are fools, simple. They've been all of them. And their father, while he was raising them, sometimes was simple and sometimes a fool, sometimes a mocker. Moments of wisdom once in a while. But I had one situation where I had sons of different ages and I had an older son who went down the trail of being the mocker. And we were, you know, we'd done everything we could as far, you know, as a, as a, as a family. And we just kind of let him kind of, and the other son kind of was like, the younger son was watching. And I was watching him watch the older son. This was not good. And I'd try and correct, and as a father, and it just wasn't working. So it's kind of like, okay, good luck. And goes off, 
and you could just see disaster manifesting, you know, as they live this way. And the, the, the younger son that was watching, who is in that sense the simpleton, I think they're both wiser than me today, uh, but was watching it, you could just, I could just see his expression change as he watched the mocker crash and burn. It's kind of like, oh. It's like, and I couldn't even, t- all I could do was, I mean, I, I was doing the dad thing, teaching, example, all the things. It's like, I, watch. Ah, yeah, okay. I mean, it's like, they'll, they'll learn. They'll learn by watching uh, the scoffer fail. Uh, striking the scoffer will teach a simple man. Uh, pun, in this case, life. And I told the boys this too. Again, I don't want to get into parenting. But I told the boys, I said, you can listen to me now as your father in my house. I will tell you the way it works, and this is the way to do things. And you can reject it and go out there in the world and do it the way you want to and reject what I've told you. But I says, God will teach you out there. And it's a whole different type of communication. I mean, because God's not going to come down and sit down across the table and talk to you. He's just going to like, life is going to happen. And, you know, God is out there. Wisdom is crying in the streets. Proverbs says, well, wisdom is out there. Wisdom is the second, man of, or the second member of the Trinity. Uh, it's God out there in reality. And you go off and you start living your life in rebellion. Well, there it is. There it is. God's teaching you now. So, uh, punishing a scoffer will make the simple wise. He is arrogant, haughty, and acts with raging pride. He is an abomination to mankind. The scoffer, the arrogant scoffer, the mocker is an abomination to mankind. Nobody wants the scoff. Now, you may think there may be a leader, but if they are mocking reality, if they are a scorner of God's truth, uh, they are bad for mankind. Ah, look at this one. A scoffer sets a city aflame. Now, that doesn't mean he's an arsonist. That means he's out there ranting, raging, acting like the wise man and the simple and the foolish join with him and pretty soon the whole society is burning down because a scoffer didn't get stopped. Uh, Solomon sums up the three unwise types like this. Proverbs one twenty two. it starts off, the book starts off. How long, O simple ones, will you love being naive? How long will scoffers delight in their mocking and fools hate knowledge? Uh, clearly, I write these things now as these paragraphs go on. Clearly, the wise person is the goal. Uh, he fears the Lord, listens to the teaching, accepts advice. Going to have the victory in the end. Daniel 11 on page 143, Daniel 11, 33 says this. And the why, this is talking about, uh, the, Daniel's talking prophetically about the future. It says, the wise among the people at this time shall make many understand, though for some days they shall stumble by the sword and flame by captivity and plunder. In other words, just because you're wise doesn't mean the, the, the cosmos is going to honor you. Sometimes the cosmos, which is run by the greatest mocker of all, Satan, God, Satan is the god of this age or the god of this world, the god of the cosmos at this time in history, and he is a mocker against God. And so he's got a system that is mocking the reality, trying to deconstruct God's truth. And if a wise person begins to live in wisdom in line with God, you are in a system 
if it's 2000 BC, 1000 BC, 30 AD, today you have a cosmos system that is, is geared towards opposing the wise person. So <clears throat> the thing, the best thing here in this verse is the wise among the people shall make many understand. In other words, the wise are doing exactly what the wise do by their lifestyle, by their teaching, by their example. They're bringing many into wisdom. They're bringing many over to the side of truth. But in the process, they are going to stumble by the sword and flame, captivity and plunder. They will pay a price, possibly, in this age. Daniel 12, 3. And those who are wise, Daniel writes, shall shine in the future, shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So there again, those wise of this age may not manifest greatness in this age, but they will, as they lead many into glory, shine with brightness in the years to come. Uh, So summing up this information on three unwise combatants, we can define them in these ways. Page 143. The simple is the person who does foolish things because they do not know any better. They lack information or knowledge. By being given correct information, teaching them, they change. So they are simple because they do not know truth. They be, uh, and because they do not know, they are easily led by mockers and scoffers and influenced by fools. So the best thing for the simpleton is to give them knowledge. Give them, they're not stupid in the sense they can't learn. They just don't have the information. And you give them the information, they'll be able to discern who the mockers and the scorners are and be able to avoid the fools, and they'll on the road to becoming wise. The fool is the person who knows what is right but lacks the self-discipline to do it. Teaching a fool does not help them since they already have the information. What the fool needs is someone to provide discipline, someone to provide structure for their life. And every child needs this at some point. I mean, that, I, mean I need this. I, I, that summer's hard for me because I have no schedule. You know, it's very simple. It's like I have no structure. I am just wasting my time. But if I get myself a structure, provide myself some kind of discipline, I can get myself out of being a fool and get over being a wise person during my summer days. Uh, just for example, uh, the fool, they will follow leadership. They, the fool will follow leadership. Now, when I say leadership, don't just think good leadership. They'll follow leadership. If it's the good teacher in the classroom or if it's the, the, the scorner and the mocker in the back of the room, they're going to follow a leader. For the fool, discipline will make the difference, providing strength to the soul. Once they get on the right track, they start growing, they start producing. Punishing the mocker and the scoffer will thereby remove the fool from their influence and help the fools fortify their soul. Uh, We are on page 144. Uh, The mocker. Page 144, the second paragraph, I just write, Unfortunately, fools will follow the mocker so they, the mocker must be dealt with. You can't just ignore them. If you're a leader, you can't just ignore the mocker. You're going to have, because all the fools will follow the mocker. They're looking for a leader. So the mocker has to be dealt with. Uh, the mocker rejects and abuses those who correct him and will not listen to a rebuke. He hates those who love him. Uh, he is arrogant, haughty, attacks the truth, and attacks reality in his pride. So mocker will destroy truth, will destroy reality to create his own 
environment, his own truth and reality. And the fools will follow. So if we were to say, apply this to our culture today somehow, you may have a mocker out there. And this is when you start, if you start watching a crowd, you start watching social media, uh, you just see people in your community or your families, you can put them in this category. I mean, what is going on in our society? Okay, we have some wise people over here, uh, and we'll just say these are people who understand reality, and they embrace the truth of God's Word. Okay, now, again, that's where we want to be. We're all fluctuating in and out of that. That's the goal. So I'm not not saying we're over here, everybody's over here, because I can put myself in one of these categories at any given time. I'm trying to teach you what this is saying. I'm not trying to say do what I do. Uh, The mocker is going to be the one who creates some kind of leadership in rebellion towards this truth and reality. The fool doesn't have any ability to control themselves, and they're looking for some kind of leadership. So they may know what is right, but if the mocker can convince them, the fool is going here, and then the simpleton, who has no knowledge, they can end up here. So you may have an entire society over here. It's like, what's wrong with this society? Well, you may have a small group of mockers. That is, this is what's wrong with your society. But you've got fools and simpletons following them. The fools can't make themselves do right, so you're going to need some kind of law. You're going to have to have some kind of enforcement. You're going to have some kind of fence, some kind of... It'd be nice if you had, for example, even uh, you know, the, the, the ethical standards in a society to make the fool, uh, he feels more comfortable over here because that's what everybody's doing. That's the standard we live by. But you break down morals, you break down ethics, you break down law, there's your fool. And the simpleton, he, he, doesn't, he, never, he doesn't know. You tell him, you tell him, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think of something that I can say that's not going to be some political hot button. But the mocker can come on a tweet, a talk show, a whatever, and the simpleton will hear it, and they don't know. Boom, they're right there with them. That's the truth. That's what I heard on the TV show. That's what I read. I saw it on Facebook. Now again, I I fall. I get mad. I got to be careful. I saw it on Facebook. Did you fact check it? It was it sure sounded like something I wanted to believe. No, I didn't fact check it. I shared it. <laughs> it's like okay, Galen's a simpleton. You know, all right. So no, I don't. I don't share much on Facebook. I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm more of a provider. I'm more of a provider. Anyway, so a lot of times, if you could somehow engage your society with truth information yes that's what you do and some kind of moral standard some kind of law these the fool and the simpleton will gravitate because they've now learned something because someone's making them they'll gravitate over here towards the wise this you'll never win the mocker they're done they're they're over now again there's always hope for everybody for example paul first corinthians he says uh he says hand that man over to satan have nothing to do with him I mean, meaning, stop going to his house for potlucks. Stop talking to him in the grocery store. Stop letting him come into your church services. He's out. He says, hand him over to Satan. He was a mocker. He was mocking God by his lifestyle. Paul said that. Well, the thing is, by 2 Corinthians, we go through a little bit, it appears that individual had gone out and realized life is not good, 
and I need help. He had come back, repented, and there are the self-righteous in the church. It's like, no, 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 you were never, you made, you, it's like, no, he wants, Paul says, if he's humbled himself, if he's repented, let, now you're the one that's wrong because you need to let him back in. So there's a, ch- ch- a classic case of a mocker being driven out and then being commanded that you need to welcome him back because he's changed. He's, ah, I was a mocker. I need to, ch- I want to change. And so again, none of these things are set. Even this. Look at, look at Solomon, the wisest man. End up writing Ecclesiastes, the most depressed, tre- depressing book in the Bible. It's like, you know, vanity, vanity. It's all vanity. Of course, there's wisdom in what he was writing there too. But he did, the wisest man did bring in foreign gods and not only as you know not only did he build the temple on the temple mount there he built temples down here in the kidron valley to the foreign gods of his wives solomon it says in the bible built temples for his gods of his wife for his wife's gods in the kidron valley it's like now you see so ah you qualify as wise today but at any moment Solomon himself could become a mocker. And, I mean, same with me, you. But that's, that's, how, that's, that's one way of looking at what's going on in society. Not everybody is a mocker. Some of them just don't know. Uh, some of them just can't control themselves. They need someone to guide them. And we need to provide the information. We need to provide some kind of, you know, standard. And also identify the mockers and just cut them off. I mean, we're done. We're done listening to that. Um, uh, it says, uh, oh, where am I at here? Oh, let's look at, uh, what time is it going to be? 51, 45. Let's go over to, there's many things. You can read some of these things. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm, page 145. It says, the four types of combatants that we've talked about here it, that, that, that are in the battle of this reality that we're talking about here. The four types of combatants in Proverbs can be paired up with people in our society today. The wise would be mature believers who understand God's ways, from God's word. Fools are immature believers who are saved, uh, meaning they're delivered from death. In a similar way, the Exodus generation was delivered from Egypt but they are still ignorant of the ways of God because they do not have sufficient knowledge of God. Simple are captive unbelievers whose minds have been taken captive. And mockers or scorners are rebellious unbelievers whose hearts have hardened into evil against the knowledge of God. Galatians in in 48 AD, Paul writes to the Galatians in chapter 3, verse 1. Again, we mentioned it yesterday. They'd been saved. They came to a faith in God, a faith in Christ. So they were saved by faith in Christ's death on the cross. And they were still lacking knowledge. The Judaizers brought into them the law. They provided more knowledge, more information. And it switched them from being saved by faith to being saved by works. So they had information, but they couldn't maintain that. They switched to another side, meaning they they couldn't maintain their position here. And they got drawn into this. And Paul says right here, he says right to them, he says, Oh, foolish Galatians. He used the word foolish. Who has bewitched you? The idea of being like a magic spell, but it's more like, you know, 
in the idea of, of deceived. They, they pointed here in a sleight of hand. It, w- it was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified, meaning I p- publicly preached this to you and you accepted it. I go away, boom, now you're over here. And he calls them foolish. The word foolish is this word right here. And it is a, I, I want to write it out here, N-O-E-T-O-S. And A, it's all one word, but the A is a prefix that means no. Like antichrist is no Christ. It's not the Christ. A is the same way it means no. It's a negative. And noitos means mind. And these are, what he's saying is, uh, oh, no mind Galatians. You're not, you're not thinking. You're not using your mind. You are a no mind believer. You've got nothing. You're not thinking. You're not using your brain. You're empty. And brain, I was going to spell brain. I'm not spending Brian. I can never tell the difference. I'm going to stop spending brain. See? Um, and so that, that's, that's an interesting way that he does it. And you can see that as you follow this down on page 146, at uh, the very bottom, uh, where it says immature believers would be fools, need instruction and verse-by-verse teaching from the Word of God. In Jude 22 and Jude 23, I sh- we should look at the verses in our Bibles, but I've got them written right here, and we're looking at the clock. So Jude 22, it says, as, as you're dealing with people, this would be advice for us in our culture. Jude writing to the people of his generation, probably right around 60, uh, you know, 67 uh, A.D., he writes, have mercy on those who doubt. Have mercy on those who doubt. Those would be uh, fools. Uh, and then there's also the simpleton, those that have been taken captive. You know, they've, they've been given bad, in, they've been given information, but it's bad information. Someone taught them, but they deceived them. Uh, Jude 23, the next verse says, save others by snatching them out of the fire. Those others would be the simple so the first uh, have mercy on those who doubt meaning they 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 want to believe but they just don't have they they need help uh others have been taken captive with false ideas uh snatch them out of the fire give them the truth intercede with them and show mercy to others show mercy with fear hating even the garment stained by flesh uh, 2 Timothy 2, oh, let's go back to uh, page 146, Colossians 2.8. See too that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies. That would be a, a, a getting bad information. Romans 12.2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That would be the wise. Uh, going over to the next page, 147, 2 Timothy 2.24 through 3.1. The Lord's servant, the wise, must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. Kind to the, the fool, kind to the simple. And you got a, you got a, a, a road there that you're trying to work. I'm not so much sure about the arrogant. Uh, but he says everyone. Uh, be, uh, be kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness, God may perhaps grant them, the simple, repentance leading to knowledge of the truth, that they may come to this, their senses and escape the snare of the devil. So you can see the fools and the simpletons in there. You can even see a little bit of the arrogant in there, that they are the, uh, the mockers. 
Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, are, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. You also were like this. When you followed the ways of the world, when you were simple, when you were a fool, when you were a, a mocker in regards of the things of God, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit, which would be an arrogant, rebellious, mocker spirit, who is now at work in those who are disobedient. You know, the simple who are still lacking.